you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello everyone, welcome to another Is It Worth a Tenor review. Uh, hi, my name is Jason, I'm from Wulong Talks, as you know, I'm the host of that show. Um, if you've been checking out the podcast recently, thank you very much. Uh, and if you're new here, welcome. Um, as you may or may not know, I like to do these movie reviews every now and again. Um, just to, you know, give you my thoughts on some of the big hits that are coming out and whether or not I think they're worth a tenor of your hard-earned money. Uh, hence the name, Is It Worth a Tenor? Uh, for Americans who are listening, a tenor is £10. Um, so, yeah, it's just a bit of London slang that you got there for you. Well, British slang, I suppose. Um, anyway, hope you all are good. Um, recently, I got to check out uh, the latest movie from Marvel Studios, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and I thought it was pretty good overall. Uh, I would say it is worth a tenner. Um, and I'll get into why I think it's worth that. Now, I should say that um, all of these reviews are non-spoiler reviews. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you feel free to listen away to this one because we won't give any information away um, that could potentially spoil the movie for you. Um, and there are a few surprises in this one. So, um, yeah, we're, we won't go into any spoilers. We do usually do our, our spoiler reviews at a later date when it's myself and the boys. Um, and we will be doing that for Ant-Man and the Wasp too. So you can look out for that one. That one will be on the way shortly. Now, um, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, the movie sees us with uh, Scott Lang, who is currently under house arrest. Um, this is after the events of Captain America's Civil War. So this movie is kind of set... Uh, around that period for those who are keeping up with the MCU and, and what the movies are doing and where they're going. Um, so in this particular film, uh, as I said, we, we discover that Scott is uh, currently under house arrest as, as part of a plea deal that he took um, after being arrested at the end of, of Civil War. Um, so he's currently at home, locked down, but he manages to make a, a connection it appears with janet van dyne aka the first wasp um you'll know her as uh somebody who featured in the first movie in a short kind of scene uh, that they had in the first uh, at man explaining where uh, janet van dyne was um he manages to make a connection as said uh, via the microverse which is a, a kind of fascinating world um and as a result of that connection uh, he is reached out to by Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne, um, who were played by Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly. And they ask him to help them go into the microverse uh, in order to rescue Janet because they believe she's still alive in there somewhere. Um, so that kind of sets off a series of, of events that, that lead them on this chase to try and find a way to rescue Janet. Um, and there are several kind of components that go in with that. Um, again, I won't get into too much of the plot details because I, I don't want to spoil anything for any of you who are planning to go and see the movie. Um, but I would say that for me, the plot for this one was 
um, a little bit lightweight, but we'll we'll get to kind of some of the things that I didn't quite enjoy as much. Um, but let's start with the positives first. So positives are that visually this film is stunning. Um, it really is. I mean, the first Ant-Man, I was really blown away by the special effects in it. And I think the first Ant-Man movie, everybody was kind of taken by surprise because we'd heard, you know, so many things and read so many think pieces about how the movie was going to be poor because Edgar Wright wasn't involved and there yeah, were behind the scenes problems and it wasn't going to make any money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and a lot of those things turned out to not be true when we saw the final movie. Um, I think most people were, were quite impressed by what they saw. Um, and this movie, you know, really, really does look incredible in terms of the, the visual effects. The way that the um, the visual effects are handled is, is fantastic. Um, and it leads to some really, really fun and inventive uh, action scenes as well. Um, particularly featuring certain characters that, that are involved in the story too. Um, the way that they kind of handle the, the shrinking effects and um, the way that the microverse is presented as well is absolutely brilliant. Love it. Like the, it, Visually, it's just, it might be, you know, on the same level of Black Panther and Doctor Strange for the kind of visual um, representation of, of what we're seeing on the screen. Um, for the beauty of what we see on the screen it's it's the same kind of standard of of quality of cgi and production design and, and things like that that really bring um that world to life in a stunning way so that's really really good and as i said the action scenes are, are really fun as well there's quite a few of them in this movie as well it's quite a high-paced movie um and it's quite breezy as well which is good it doesn't feel um like over long or or that it's dragging or anything like that um it's quite a tight story um and it zips along pretty well um at, at its runtime so you there's no point where you'll feel like mm, you know this is dragging a bit it's getting a bit boring um no that shouldn't happen and i mean it certainly didn't happen for me so i wouldn't expect it to happen for any of you um the character of the wasp um is played in this movie uh by evangeline lily i mean well she is i, I guess the second wasp because um michelle pfeiffer's janet van dyne plays the first wasp um and in this movie she's really given like a lot more to do in the first movie i mean she had a fair bit to do in the first movie as well but um i feel like in this movie they've really kind of leaned on on her character a bit more and tried to um, give a bit more flesh to the character and a bit more detail on and background so you will get a lot more background to her and, and what she's about um, and what works really really well is that Evangeline Lindley is, is just so great as, as the Wasp really um, you know she's very confident um, she's confident but she's also vulnerable um, you know she has some very cool powers as well um, there's a very funny gag I'm sure you saw it in the trailers about you know um, displaying some of her, her powers and the kind of things that she has that, that Ant-Man um, Scott, Scott Lang doesn't have um, which works out really well in, in, in the movie too but um, she's very charming on the screen um, you know she's very convincing in her role and, and she really you know is a standout performer for me um, also one of the standouts as well um, 
was Luis, played by Michael Peña. Um, again, if you remember him from the first movie, you'll know he was one of the highlights in terms of his uh, comedic timing and the kind of uh, the the fun, the sense of fun that he brought to the movie, and he brings that again here. Um, and Luis again has more to do in this movie as well, which is cool. Um, it's always good to see good characters, you know, getting some convincing screen timing and getting things to do and. So he really kind of adds um, a lot of, of the humor and, and the fun to the movie, as said. Um, and he's great. So, you know, bring on more of him. <laughs> um, we got some very cool tech in this movie as well. I mean, if you're a, a, a sci-fi fan and a Marvel Comics fan or, or just a fan of the MCU and you like the kind of tech side and, and what they do, then, you know, the, the technology that's on display here is really, really amazing. And the way that it's presented is um really amazing as well um and easy to understand i mean there, there's certain points where you know there's a lot of kind of um sci-fi babble as i call it really in in there where they're talking about you know different things to to do with the microverse and to do with technologies around in that uh, surrounding that um and it's easy to kind of zone out w with those kind of things um because especially for some projects where they lean too heavily on that um, but in this case, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I didn't feel they did. It, it all felt very easy for me to, to follow and to understand. And I'm an idiot. So if I can understand it, then you can understand it. So, yeah, you're in good stead there. Um, another standout performer for me as well was uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo. Um, Agent Jimmy Woo is a, a character that people will be familiar with if they're familiar with uh, Marvel Comics. Um, he's a character who pops up many times. Um, and it was good to see him on the screen here. Um, and Randall Park is, is just great. I love Randall Park. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, the comedy series Fresh Off the Boat, which he is uh, a co-star in. And um, he brings the same, again, the same kind of humor and charm that he brings um, to that. He brings to this movie. Uh, and he's definitely somebody who, again, I hope we can see some more of in the future. Um, as I said, the microverse really looks stunning. Um, the representation of it is brilliant. You you know, when you break down to um, sort of subatomic levels in, in the movie, when the characters go into subatomic levels, um, the presentation of that and the way that the effects are used to display that are really, really impressive. Um, they really are. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're actually in that world. Um, so it's definitely, you know, a, a highlight is... is the, the microverse and there's a lot of surprises down there as well um so i definitely say you know it's worth checking out just for that alone too now some of the things that didn't work for me are that um as i mentioned at the top the story is you know it, it's very bright and, and breezy and it does, certainly doesn't outstay its welcome but there feels like a little lack of weight to it almost um it is a, a movie that's very kind of straightforward and to the point, which is fine, absolutely fine. Um, but I felt like there were points in the story where we could have done with a little bit more detail, um, explaining certain things that happen or or trying to understand um, certain character motivations as well. Um, and I felt that was slightly lacking a little bit uh, with the plot here. Um, it was a tiny bit predictable at certain points as well. Um, I guess, you know, once you, you're you this deep into a, a movie franchise, then, you know, it's always difficult to keep reinventing it and to keep coming up with different ways of telling stories. Um, that's never easy. So... Um, it was always going to be difficult, I guess, for them to do that in, in a way that 
um, keeps the, the the story fresh and keeps the momentum going. Um, but yeah, it, it did feel a little bit predictable if I'm if I'm sort of nitpicking. Um, also, I wasn't that happy with the the choice of the main villain. Um, basically, there are two villains in in this movie. Um, there is one a character called Ghost, uh, played by the actress H- Hannah John Kamen. And there is another, um, an industrialist called Sonny Birch, uh, played by Walton Goggins. Um, Ghost is great. Uh, Hannah John Kamen's really good. I, I really like um, her performance in the movie. Um, she plays a, a character that's um, become quite unhinged and disturbed due to you know certain events that happened in her past. Again, we won't go into too much detail about it um, here, uh, but you know that that's handled quite well in terms of what she does and, and she does it great too i mean she's a really really great actress um but her story is kind of running parallel to the the character of Walton Goggins character Sonny Birch who is a businessman um who's in the business of basically selling black market technology to the highest bidder um and through events that unfold in the story uh, Sonny Birch becomes entangled with um, Ant-Man and the Wasp and, and with Hank Pym and their mission to try and rescue Janet and um, basically wants to steal the technology that they plan to use. Um, and his character is is really is really just a basic movie villain um, in a sense that, you know, he's stealing the tech because he wants to be rich that's it there's no other kind of real motivations for what he's doing or any other explanation for what he's doing and for me I found that a little bit disappointing um partly because I really like Walton Goggins um you know he's um a character he's an actor who brings a lot with him um and you know I remember him from as far back as The Shield um which was a tv series I used to love watching um, and he, you know, he was a long-running character on that, and he was brilliant in it. And um, I feel like they, they've kind of underused him here a little bit. Um, he as said he just kind of plays your stereotypical villain, basically movie villain, um, in this. Um, and I felt because of him being included in this story, it meant that we got less of the character of Ghost, um, who actually, to me, was a lot more interesting. Um, in terms of you know what that character is about and what the background of that character has and and how that character could have interacted with um, the the main characters, I, I felt there should have been more focus on her and less on um, Sunny Birch really. Um, so yeah, you know it, it, it's a bit sad because as said her character sort of suffers as a result of this desire to fit in um, this Sunny Birch character who really doesn't add anything to to proceedings really so yeah that was a bit disappointing really um aside from that uh, the only other thing that really kind of well, i suppose disappoint is the wrong word um maybe just underwhelmed me a bit was uh the character of bill foster played by Lawrence fishburne um bill foster for you know those of you again who know the comics will know is is a very very important character in um sort of the history of of the ant-man character and um hank pym in particular and and what um you know that technology can do he played a major part in it and um in the movie he's kind of 
he he's really only there for a, a short period of time um sorry that's that's not a spoiler really i mean it, it won't really um spoil the, the movie for you for you to know that um he doesn't die um not a spo- again not a spoiler just you know letting you know um but it just kind of felt like he was just sort of there as a nod to the comics really because again he didn't really offer um too much in terms of propelling the you know the plot forward and the story forward um and i was a bit disappointed with that really because you know goliath um which is the name of the the character he bill foster is in the comic books is as as said has is a quite important character and has quite an important history throughout marvel comics um and i think you know if you're going to play those kind of nods to to those characters from the past then um you know it's cool but you know use them in in a way that that kind of reflects their importance um i didn't feel that i got that really here um you know to be honest he he, he, it could have been anyone the the bill foster character really could have been any other character um and it wouldn't have made a difference to the story so um that was a little bit disappointing you know on a personal level um but otherwise I, i think those are really only the main gripes that i have with the movie otherwise i really um quite enjoyed ant-man and the wasp um it's not quite on the same level as the first ant-man for me um initially i thought maybe that was because when ant-man and the wasp uh, when ant-man sorry the first one actually came out it came out after avengers age of ultron and after you know kind of initially being quite happy with avengers age of ultron when i saw it a couple of other times and had time to think about it I was actually quite disappointed with the film um and then you know Ant-Man came out and I had really low expectations and it actually turned out to be a really really good movie um so I guess because of the expectations that I had of Ant-Man um I was maybe expecting more from Ant-Man and the Wasp than I felt I actually got um but it's still a good movie as said it's it's fun the visual effects are great um the main cast are all fine um they're all dependable um as said evangeline lily was a was a lot of fun to watch um michelle pfeiffer is is um really good in it even though she's really not in it that much um you know all the the main cast are, are pretty dependable and, and solid in terms of what they do so there's nothing wrong with that um and as said the movie's not too long so it will be you know a fun kind of bright and breezy uh thrill ride really for those of you who go to see it uh yeah so that's it i would recommend this i would say it's worth a tenner so definitely um go and check it out at the cinema it's out at the cinema now um so you should be able to go and check that out um and that's it yeah that's my thoughts so thanks a lot for listening uh if you want to check out some of the other previous reviews i've done you'll be able to find them on whichever podcast channel you're listening to us on you just need to look for the is it worth a tenner um reviews and then you'll see it there if you're listening on soundcloud we actually have a soundcloud playlist now on our page for all of our podcasts so you'll be able to access them via a playlist and listen to them back to back which makes it easier for you rather than having to scroll through a long list of of different podcasts and things like that so that will be worth checking out as well many thanks as always to uh, rob wade and the guys at emotionally14.com uh, make sure you go and check them out for other podcasts movie podcasts star wars podcasts and the like and don't forget to check out our supporters as well the brit pod scene um, a collective of british podcasts from the uk all independently produced um, and lots of different fundings going on with them as well so make sure you go and check those out 
Okay, I'm going to say goodbye. So hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening and joining us. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to Wulong Talks for more great content like this. Take care. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Britpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 